Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review Podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review Podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review and to our listeners across America and around the world. Not long ago, I received an email that stated, in part, I would like to discuss during your podcast on how a small business, particularly Lewis Price & Associates, realized they needed the communications expert in the company. Now, after speaking to the CEO, he understood that the employees, partners, and clients did not have a clear understanding of what we do or provide. So I said to myself, hmm, I'm sure that many other public relations people have heard this scenario before. This is probably an ideal time to invite this young lady on so that she can articulate her actual activities and strategies for how she helped this company grow and thrive with an effective new public relations program. So my guest today is Lisa Slappy, who is now the Chief Communications Officer with Lewis Price & Associates. She joins us today from McLean, Virginia, that is just outside Washington, D.C. Now, Lisa is a communications professional with 25 years' experience in diverse public relations, public affairs, has management experience, and much more. Now, included in that time are 18 years experience supervising and training employees and public relations uh, leaders. 
So, Lisa, welcome to the Public Relations Review. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an introduction. Well, I tell you, I, I think it's fair because this is a, a scenario that I'm sure many of PR folks have heard over the years. You know, what is the value of public relations? So I think it would be great if you could tell our audience how you began this journey and uh, began to make your CEO a believer and, uh, and, and what has happened as a result of your not only talking to him, convincing him, but now that you've started to work for this company. Well, um, one of the things that we've done, I think public relations, first of all, is a very important art and science when it comes to any business. Lewis Price and Associates, they're located in McLean, Virginia, and they're a staffing and career development company. The president and CEO, Ken Coleman, I worked for him on a contract at the Defense Information School as an instructor teaching and training military officers from the U.S. as well as our international partners, how to conduct public affairs, public relations, media relations, and how to interact when it comes to social media. So when I was working on that particular contract for him, he would come down to the school and check on his team members because he doesn't call us employees, team members. And one of the things he realized was how we were so engaged with the students. And as we began to talk, I began to ask him questions about the company. And some of those questions he was not able to answer about, you know, our brand, who we are, what we do. He knew, of course, because he built the company. But being able to communicate that externally um, was an issue. So we talked for about a year as I was working for him, continually to teach um, at the Defense Information School. And we got to a point where he was ready to have someone come down and work at corporate headquarters, who was a professional, when it came to communication across all venues. Um, and once we, he realized that's what he needed because we were growing, the company was growing, and he was ready to take the next step, he knew he needed that. Now, um, let, let, let the me conversations just ask you, we had for a year was good. I'm sorry? Uh, no, no, let me just ask you then, well, what some of, were some of the hot buttons that made him respond, that he recognized that, oh, my goodness, I, I just never thought about that. What were some of those hot buttons that you touched on that uh, basically uh, helped him see the light? Um, some of those hot buttons, I would say, included our brand, what we stood for, how do you communicate internally and to your employees, how do they know what's going on at some of your other sites, because Lewis Price, uh, we have team members across 15 states. And, you know, one team member, one state may not understand a part of the company and what, let's say, accolades, great things we're doing because there was no way to inform them. Um, I ask questions like, well, internally, how do we communicate? Externally, how do we communicate? And then what do we communicate? What's our message? What's our brand? You know, what are just some of the basic questions that a communicator would ask? And he began to think about these things. And as he told me, he said, well, I know, I say, I know you know your company and what you stand for, but do your clients know? Do your partners know? As a matter of fact, do your team members know the ones who are in a different state or right down the street? And so he began to think about that. And I asked questions about our logo, what it meant, the name Lewis Price, where did that come from? So it's those types of questions, and he said that he realized, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm doing a great job. We are getting the contracts. We are providing staff, 
but the people who are actually working for the company, they do not have the foundation of who we are and what we do and why we are the way we are. Did he understand or did you help him understand that that uh, employees are very, very important people of the PR program because they help represent who you are and what you do and how you do it? Absolutely. Um, through our conversations, uh, that was one of the things that we discussed. It was the part about them knowing, not knowing enough about the company, who we are, what we do. So when I came down to corporate headquarters, that was one of the, the first things that I implemented was a way to let our team members know who we are, what we do, why we do what we do. Um, and, and that was a hit. That was one of the first things that I did. And when I came, when I went to corporate headquarters, I was the director of communications and I implemented uh, a strategy to get not only internally, but externally also the information about who we are and what we do. Well, talk a little bit about what that strategy actually was. What did you actually do to make these things happen? Okay. Um, so w- when I went down to corporate headquarters, uh, the first thing I did was an in, you know, uh, survey to find out, okay, what is it that we do? Uh, who knows what? The different people that are in certain positions, what do they know? What do they do? And then find out a little bit about the team members who are spread out across all these states. What do they know and what do they do? Then I said, okay, what type of communications do we have now that I can build on or that I need to create? And what I found out is that I needed to create a, a, a pretty much a communication program from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once I realized that, okay, so this kind of works for me because, hey, I get to build it the way I want to build it. You know, sometimes falling in on something is nice, but sometimes building it the way you want to build it is like the best. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did appreciate the fact that he knew he needed uh, communications. The second thing I appreciated is that he trusted my expertise. He was like, okay, you tell me what we need to do and we'll do it. And one of the first things that I did, and this is something I'm very proud of, which is so simple, is a folder with our logo on it. And for me, I was like, hey, we don't have anything that stands out that says this is Lewis Price. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I got was folders. We got the logo on there. We're ordering this big, big logo on the folders. And what happens now, anytime he goes anywhere, he takes that folder, those folders. Mm -hmm. All his information that he, when he travels or whatever, is in a Lewis Price folder. And I have had people ask me, Hey, what is Lewis Price? Because the logo, you know, it's a big logo on the folder. But those are like simple little subliminal things that stand out. Mm-hmm. So the folder was the first thing. And then the other thing that happened, everyone at corporate has the folders when they're out and about or even when we're transferring, you know, paper back and forth. We put stuff in those folders and when we take it out. Um, so those are the things, minor things like that that help. And the other one was I created a quarterly newsletter, an internal employee newsletter to let the employees know this is what's going on in your company. This is who you work for. These are some of the things we're working on at corporate. And then we highlight employees out in the field about things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's those types of things that, and you can see the change. I saw the shift in people communicating with corporate headquarters from information we were putting in the newsletter and asking questions as well as providing information. 
you know, my experience also uh, helps um, me understand the value of an employee newsletter because large organizations, uh, too much time, or too many times, I should say, they focus just on what it is this organization is doing, and they do not include the employees in there. They don't feature the employees. And, yes, you might talk about the employee's job or their accomplishments, but one of the things that caught on where I was and what I did was let's talk about the personal accomplishments that some of these folks have made or their families have made. Their kids got a scholarship to college, uh, so-and-so daughter won a piano competition. Those kinds of things helps build family in an organization and and a, a cohesive working atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. We definitely highlight our employees and we will ask a question. We, you know, ask questions about their hobby, accomplishments, where something about their family. And that's when they'll tell us things like, you know, my son won a BMX contest uh, and their hobbies. And then we, you know, they have the opportunity to explain to us some things that they want their other team members to know about them. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, we have an opportunity to tell them, explain to them some of the things we are working on to continue to grow, to ensure that they feel comfortable and safe in their jobs, as well as with the company as being stable and continuing to grow. So we, we do both sides in the newsletter. And the other thing we always do is we ask, hey, is there anything you would like to see in your newsletter that you're not seeing? Is there some other areas that you want covered? we consistently ask questions of them what they would like along with what we're providing Mm -hmm. because it's a two-way street. Well, you know, the other benefit of that is once you build that kind of cohesive relationship in an organization, it also begins to help, uh, I would say, you build up some sort of a feedback system because sometimes employees, those on the line, spot problems. And uh, that management might not see or be aware of. And if they feel comfortable, there is a way for them to talk about what those problems are and offer suggestions for uh, uh, turning it around. Oh, yes. And and our team members, they definitely have the opportunity to do that. We have a variety of ways in which they can ask questions as well as give us some suggestions about some things they need to change. And another thing that we do, we have socials, we have quarterly socials. And another thing that I implemented was team member of the quarter. And that is where we highlight a team member from any of the organizations that work in any of the 15 states. Um, They have the opportunity to fill out a form and they tell us a little bit about them. They tell us about their job. They tell about how they made a difference with, you know, with leadership with work, with assisting others. And what happens is they send in the team member of the quarter form along with all the information. And we get to choose one because what it's a great program because we have team members who send it in, three, four, five, six, seven of them. And then we have a scoring system. We pick one. That team member is highlighted in the newsletter. That team member receives a $500 check. Mm. That team member receives a certificate of appreciation, and the team member also is interviewed with do video. So we make a big deal out of it, and they also get eight hours of PTO added to what they already have. All that's included for being a team member of the quarter. So it's one of those programs that morale has definitely gone up. Uh, it's quarterly. We have an opportunity to see how some of our team members are doing out in the field that we don't have an opportunity to talk to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. That is another program that I implemented to 
show. That's the internal side of what we're doing. I've also worked on the external side, some things that we need to do, because once I kind of got that going, that's kind of self-fulfilling. It's quarterly. Those things happen. The newsletter is quarterly. Team member of the quarter is quarterly. They were already having quarterly socials. So internally, they're getting that. Good. And I'm glad you mentioned external. That was my uh, going to be the next topic I uh, touched on. So so uh, take it and run with it. Okay, so externally, um, I would say that 80% of my focus as a chief communications officer is externally because we're business and we're constantly, you know, growing and looking to get other clients. Our primary clients right now are the federal government. We have contracts with DOD, Department of Defense, Defense Media Activity, Homeland Security, as well as others. But we also have some commercial clients. Um, so the focus is to build relationships and partnerships, and we have partners, and focus on, okay, we are here. Let me tell you what we do and how we can help you because we are staffing and career development firm, and we want to talk about what we can do to help you so that you don't have to work, focus on staffing. So with that, uh, my boss said, you know, hey, I, he loves the – he likes football. We were at a Redskins game. That's just that's you know, we're in this area. That's the team we were mm-hmm. in. So we went to a Redskins game one day, and um, he was saying one day that, you know what, he turned around and looked up and said, you know, one day I want to be up there. I said, well, what's up there? And he said, the suites. I was like, okay. And he didn't know that when he said that to me what that meant. From a communications point of view, that meant, wow, okay, if we're up there, Maybe our names can go around the stadium. We'll be able to meet the people that he keeps talking about as far as potential clients and potential partners. So I took that and I ran with it. He didn't know I was going to run with it. And I because I asked him, I said, are you sure you want to go up, be up there? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. And that's when I started making the phone calls, making the connections, going to Redskins Park to talk to the right people in corporate sponsorship, things like that so that we can communicate and raise brand awareness on a level that he wasn't accustomed to. And once, you know, work through the layers, talk to the people, what happened, uh, I was able to make the connections. We talked, we did everything we needed to do. And then we were able to get the contract. And now we're partners with the Washington Redskins. See, that, that's a great idea. It's, it's always good to hear how you uh, <clears throat> took someone's suggestion and expanded on what it was that they were perhaps uh, considering and, and made it work for them. Yes, because he, when he talked about it, as he said, he said, you know, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what I can get out of this, but I, I know that it's something that may work. I was like, I got it. And I, I knew who to talk to, and I knew the areas that we need, you know, we needed out of that. We needed brand awareness. We needed partnerships. We needed exposure. We need to be in the right room with the right people so mm-hmm. that he can make, uh, you know, get the new client. So I knew what I was going on there to say, this is what I want to get out of the deal. And they'll tell me, you know, what they want. So those conversations happened over a few months. Um, and then they came down to corporate headquarters and they sat and talked that talk with me, the CEO and the COO, and they presented information. We, talk about who we are and what we do and we were a great match as far as staffing and coaching and uh you know nfl so you know of course we make it work so we talked about those things and now it works but as as he said before 
his communication and understanding the brand awareness and getting people to recognize her name, he didn't have the requisite skills to make that happen. And that's one of the, another reason he brought me down there so that I can talk him through and put us in those positions that, you know, that media relations, that community engagement, the, the you know, the local teams, all those things from the communications point of view is something he knew he was missing. And he's seeing the benefit of that now. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever consider getting him uh, opportunities to speak in terms of professional groups? Uh, you mentioned staffing, you know, how you've done certain things, uh, things that uh, where there were obstacles that you overcame those. I mean, that's another way, of course, of, a communi- uh, of, course, of communicating what it is you do and, and how you do it. Yes, um, we are definitely looking at because it's only been it's only been a year, believe it or not, since I uh, I came down there uh, and I was the director of communications for a year. And so now I'm in my first full year as chief communications officer. And just during that year, another thing that we've done is the Inc. 5000. Uh, we did mm-hmm. the paperwork and I talked about it uh, and I knew we're a great company and we were named. 4,026 on the Inc. 5,000 company, fastest growing uh, companies in the U.S. Uh, correct. I think it's 500, isn't it? 5,000. Oh, it 5, is? 000. Okay. I thought they boosted it up some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's an Inc. 500, there's an Inc. 5,000. They have both. We're on the Inc. 5,000. I got you. Okay. What's significant, what's significant about that is this is our first time ever uh, even looking at being on this list. Secondly, the ability for us to communicate this is what we do how we do it and to actually make the list was a big deal for this company Mm -hmm. and i'm always looking for him to go out to speak to organizations and we're you know we're working on that like other staffing companies or other companies that deal with anything about how to be a good ceo so he belongs to a group of ceos and they support each other and help each other so he belongs to groups like that um and we're looking, like I said, the Inc. 5000 was one, another big thing that we just did. And actually making that list and being on that list also gave us additional exposure. Well, uh, no, I was about to say that, you know, those kinds of uh, acknowledgments um, uh, where you do have a write-up about you uh, and uh, your company and people in it certainly goes a long way, as well as awards that perhaps the company may have won in the process of doing, you know, what it is you do. Exactly. And, and those are uh, things that we're working on. I know we won an Alexandria Award that was in 2018. We're looking at other awards that may be coming our way. So every year, we're growing, we're getting better, you know, he's trying, we're moving forward when it comes to communication and getting the acknowledgement of who we are and what we do. The fact that we went from nothing pretty much to being named the Inc. 5000 company to having a newsletter to having team member of the quarter to partnering with the Redskins and all of that comes from communication as well as, you know, the company itself, but talking to the right people and understanding the benefits of brand awareness, mm-hmm. um, the media relations, the community engagement is the other piece that we do. We, they were doing some community engagement, but now that has increased to where we um, donate food to the, the local food banks. We definitely de- donate supplies to some of the schools in the um, District of Columbia and the Virginia and Maryland area. So things like that are also a part of being a good steward 
in our community. So those are things that we're working on also to so we're covering all gamuts and for media relations the other piece is he's able he's been able to go and talk on a television show in New Orleans. Uh a radio show we were in New Orleans to, to do that to promote brand awareness because we're continually trying to grow and that's one of the areas that we're looking at, looking at growing into. So I ensure that we do media relations, community relations, uh community engagement, internal communications to our um, team members. So we want to make sure that we cover all gamuts. So the communications piece is big as well as the marketing and Mm -hmm. advertising because we do advertising in um, the USA Today special edition. So I've been able to do that. That also has brought a notice to who we are when it comes to staffing. Now, have you ever, has he asked you or have you guys sat down and tried to determine, you know, since the public relations program started, uh, were you able to identify any increase in revenue? Because a lot of times, a lot of programs or activities have some sort of revenue attachment to them to demonstrate to him as a result of doing A, B, C, and D we in fact really did increase our revenue over the last couple of years by X number of dollars. Yes. He, he has said that because not only communications, but because of other things that were already in place that we have been able to increase um, revenue. And I can't remember what the percentage was, but he, he definitely has said that this has definitely mm-hmm. contributed to that on a, especially the Redskins exposure. I mean, that, that, that is a big exposure. You know, every home game, our logo goes up. Um, they, you know, and then we have uh, the sweet um, notification. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes, goes along with that. The Inc. 5000, the fact that had we not done that, we wouldn't have gotten the recognition. So those things he sees that, that has driven traffic, of course, to our websites. The second part is name recognition and then the people that he's meeting and potential clients uh, because of the communications that we have out there and putting him in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those are some very, very substantial things uh, uh, that uh, you've accomplished uh, since you uh, since you started there uh, and, and actually brought all this to, uh, to uh, his attention. I'm just wondering now as we wind down, anything else that you think we should know about the successes that you've brought to uh, Lewis and Price and Associates? I I think that when it comes to communications, and I I try not to pigeonhole it into one area because I know people have a tendency to say it's public relations or marketing, but when you're the chief communications officer, you're handling all of it, Mm -hmm. social media, you're, having, you're handling TV, radio, print. You're handling marketing, advertising, internal, external. And so um, the goal for me is to deliver measurable benefits, you know, while tying all the information together to support Lewis Price and his associates, you know, with our message about who we are, our intention, our integrity, and leading through example. I see the benefits. The most important piece for me is that the CEO, the COO, they see the benefit Mm -hmm. of a strong communications program and they are receiving the accolades and the benefit from this brand awareness, this promotion, this messaging. And the, the part you said about our team members, those are our brand ambassadors. Absolutely. The other part that we'll be working on this year is, talking to our team members and ensuring they understand the importance of them being a part of the team, but the messaging and what 
we expect from them, but vice also what they can expect from us, ensuring that we're all saying the same thing. So that's the other part that we'll be working on this year. That's one of my priorities. And the second is to ensure that we continue to grow and promote the brand in a positive way of providing staffing and career development, not only for the federal government, but for other businesses out there. Because the, the goal is we provide quality people and quality jobs. But one thing we do is we ensure that the people we place fit that culture. And that's mm-hmm. one of his sticking points is to ensure that we just don't place a body in a, in a, in a spot. It has to be the right person because at the end of the day, we want our team member to be happy, but we want our client to be happy too. Absolutely. So that's the things that I'm pushing. I'm pushing out there to make sure that's what sets us apart from other staffing companies. And we're not like a temporary, we're, we're full-time and our jobs are um, consistently, you know, multi-year. Um, so those are things that I'm definitely ensuring that I push out there, making sure that the training that we're going to do when it comes to media training uh, for our team members as well as for the executive staff, that that's right on because as we grow, they're going to need this type of training. Absolutely. Well, Lisa Thaslappi, let me say thank you so very, very much, first of all, for your email that triggered this uh, this interview. And I think that uh coming from you, the experience you've had, you know, you're in the trenches, you made it happen, you saw the changes that were that were brought about from uh, installing and implementing an effective communications program that a lot of our listeners perhaps can, can listen to and benefit from. So I certainly thank you for uh, bringing it to my attention, and um, again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners uh, for joining us, and of course, uh, to join us again for the very next edition of the Public Relations Review. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.